0: and welcome to Today in Sports Betting, the March Madness Bracket Edition for Wednesday, March 15th. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed three four. This is a Sports Ethos presentation. If you haven't already, go to sportsethos.com and check out our site. Lots of packages, lots of free information, podcasts, articles across all the major sports, including golf, including disc golf even, Uh, whether you're a fantasy fan, uh, a wager, DFS fan of baseball, basketball, NFL, hockey. We've got it all there. Lots of great packages, lots of free information, free advice. But on today's show, I'm going to give you my five tenets of March Madness brackets, what I think you should look at and consider when filling them out uh, that I have, and hopefully you get some insights some thoughts and help you filling out your brackets. So let's dive right in. I've got five tenants that I've built over the last couple of years. I love doing this show. It's a great time of the year, but I think the uh, th- this is not a wagering per se. It's just purely looking at how to fill it out, little game theory, little strategy. Um, and then I'm going to go through my picks. So let's start. Tenant number one, know the rules of your pool. Now, most pools that you go into, the typical office pool or an online pool, have a pretty standard scoring system. There's six rounds in the NCAA tournament starting this Thursday. And in the first round, most pools give you one point for each pick. So there's 32 games across there, one point for each pick, so 32 points. Second rounds are across this Friday and Saturday, in games, two points to most pools. So 32 points again. The third round is next Thursday and Friday, eight games in that usually have four points per pick, so 32 points in total. The the fourth round is next Saturday and Sunday. There'll be four games in that. So uh, at eight points usually per, per game, so 32 points total. Then you get to the semifinals, which will be the following Saturday. Two games there, 16 points in total. And then if you pick the championship team correctly, obviously one game and 32 points there as well. So each round, six rounds, 32 points available. That's your standard scoring system. And what I think it's important to understand is if you do a smaller pool, so kind of a family and friends pool. So I run a pool. I'm going to go over in a second. I have a different scoring system. If you're going into large office pools, know your scoring system. Is there a bonus point for upset picks? So if you're picking a lower ranked team, do you get a one, a two point, a three point bonus? Uh, It's important to know that, especially in the early rounds, uh, because those points can certainly add up. Uh, but when, if you go through the score, the standard scoring system, I just read off. Clearly, if you pick the winner, you get 32 points. So you could have a terrible first round. So 32 games in the first round, you could go 10 and 12 um, and be nowhere near first place. But you're only maybe six or eight points out of first place. But if you pick the winner... The entire pool, you pick make 32 points in the final round. If you pick the two winners, the two semifinalists, 16 points in each for each of those games. So So, it's important to understand the scoring in my pool, for example. I change it up a little, I do the standard one point in the first, two points in the second, four points in the third, eight points in the fourth round. So, same as most pools, but then I devalue a little the final two rounds. I give 10 points per win in the semifinals, so there's a total of 20 there. And 20 points if you obviously a total of 20 there as well. I like that strategy because it uh, gives a little more value to er- picking the early games correctly. I also give a bonus point in each of the first four rounds if you pick an upset. So if you are picking a few upsets, if you do a really good job picking the early rounds, you can have a bit of leg up on the competition. You may not pick the team that wins it, but you're not, but you've, you've gained more points early in the pool. And uh, you don't necessarily have to live and die and just winning, picking the finalists. And the reason I like that is a lot of pools. Obviously, there are a lot of people that go in pools that uh, don't follow basketball. They just do it for fun. It's the office pool. Let me throw 10 bucks in. It's fun water cooler chat. And I'm just going to pick a bunch of favorites or a bunch of big name teams. And they get lucky and they pick the finalists. And lo and behold, they win or almost win the pool. And you're left scratching your head thinking, I follow basketball. I did my research. Uh, I picked a lot of the early games correctly. You know, I knew who some of the upsets were. I knew who some of the mid-majors that are going to have a bit of a run were. But you get crushed because uh, you didn't pick. Maybe you picked a number one seed to get to the final, but they lost. Somebody else picked another number one seed and they won. And they blow you out. So, I like valuing the early rounds a little more, but it's important to understand the scoring. Most pools, if you're doing anything online or if you're doing a larger office pools, they are the standard. As I said, 32 points per each round A 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32 points in each of the rounds. Just know what it is. Know if there are bonuses. If there are bonuses, how much are they? Do you really want to pick a bunch of upsets early? I know that's a trendy thing to do. And if you listen to a lot of the talking heads and the experts out there, they'll give you some pretty hot uh, Furman over Duke picks, for example. But you don't wanna get caught picking a lot of those if there's no real value. Maybe you're running in a pool, maybe you're in a pool where there's a two point value or a four point value for upset picks. Well, then all of a sudden, you start to look at some upsets a lot more. That 9 versus 8 seed, which is a very easy upset pick uh, to make. That 10 versus 7, which often wins as well. Not often, but 10 but win. And can be a lot more valuable to you if there are uh, points involved for upset picks. So know your scoring. First thing you need to do, it's very easy. Any site that you go on or anybody running a pool, just ask them what the scoring system is. Any site you go on, you're a couple clicks away, you can quickly find the scoring. So important to know that for sure. Tenant number two for March Madness brackets, know the size of your pool. And this is very important. So there to me, there are three kinds of pools. One is your family and friends. And that's anywhere from, I'm going to call it 50 people and below, but realistically, it's 20 to 30 people in it.
1: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?
0: Uh, everybody throws in a nominal value and it's just a fun pool you get a lot of people most people who don't know um, aren't hardcore hoops fans necessarily just a fun thing gives everybody a reason to watch the second group is I would say that office pool where you get 50 to 150 people a bunch of people thrown in their brackets the majority of them same thing are very casual if not fans at all but you're going to get a few more knowledgeable people I'm not going to say sharp in the term in sports betting is the pros the experts are the sharps Uh, You're going to get a few more people who actually follow it and maybe have even done hours of research and paid a little more attention. And then the next group is really 150 and above. And this goes up to 10,000 entries, all the major sports publications and websites. Um, A lot of them have free entries. You know, if you if you pick a perfect bracket, win a million dollars. But you're going against you and 10,000 of your closest buddies. Um, So total different strategies to take in these three kinds of pools. Let me start with the first one, that 50 and below, I'll call it. This is uh, what I call your family and friends, smaller pool. And traditionally in this, I think the best strategy is to take the chalk. And chalk is a sports gambling term for taking the favorites. So you take the majority of the favorites. Everybody loves to take uh, crazy upsets. Everybody loves to talk about that. You know, they pick number 14, Um over a three, they picked Kennesaw State to upset Xavier in the first round, and um, nobody else picked that, and they got a one point advantage. So that's a lot of fun for sure. It's a lot of um, bragging rights you have. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm trying to win. So I may miss out on a few upsets early, but if I can pick the chalk or the favorites deeper into the pool, I'm going to get a lot more points. And when I went back to my, you know, the, pr- the first point of the scoring systems, You know, if you're doing the standard scoring system, if you're in the fourth round of the pool, you're getting uh, so you're in the final four, you're getting eight points for a victory. So that's a lot more important than picking Kennesaw State to beat, beat Xavier and get one point, maybe even a bonus, maybe you get two points. But if you get the right teams in the final four, you're getting eight points for wins that quickly negates those first round upsets that everybody loves to talk about that Cinderella story that everybody loves to talk about. And if you're in a smaller pool, you're going to get a lot of people just kind of rolling through with their favorites. And and the important part of this pool isn't necessarily the first three rounds. It's the last three rounds because that's when the maximum points are scored, especially the championship game. So if you have a Kennesaw State be- beating Xavier, you don't want to run them through three or four rounds because there's a very slim chance they win that first round. And if they don't, you're missing out on all the future points uh, that could be accrued by taking Xavier over Kennesaw State or anybody over Kennesaw State. And as you get deeper, the favorites tend to go a little further. And, and, and I'm going to talk a little on some of the percentages, some of the stats on how many teams win and what round to look at. But traditionally, sure, there are upsets, and there are going to be some upsets. They're going to be, you know, whether it's a 15 over a 2, a 14 over a 3, a 13 over a 4, there's a good chance at one of that, maybe two of those, maybe three of those happen this year. It's happened before. Everybody's talking about um, this year, the tournament. There's no clear-cut favorites. There could be a lot of upsets. So I, th- I think that will happen. But the chance of you picking it and picking it right are very slim. And again, I'm just trying to win the pool. So if it's a smaller pool, I'm just looking at going favorites and making sure I get my um, my Sweet 16 teams, my which is round three, my Elite Eight, which is round four, my Final Four, which is round five, and then my Championship team, which is round six, because you're getting a lot more points in those rounds. And they're worth a whole lot more than the early upsets. The bigger pool, the office pool, that's at 50 to 150 people. In this, I think you go uh, chalk in the end. So the final three rounds, you're still going the majority favorites, but earlier pick a few upsets. And if you pick those upsets, maybe pick them to go a couple rounds. So again, a 14, a Kennesaw State over, really keen to take them a couple through a couple rounds. But maybe, maybe you're looking at taking a uh, number 11 over a six. You know, an NC State over a Creighton, or a number ten Utah State over Missouri, and then maybe you take them through another round. Okay, again risky, but in a larger pool, at the end of the day, you're gonna if there's 150 odd people in the pool, you're gonna have a bunch of people who are doing, this, you know, the the the, the non fanatic, non follower of it, and they're gonna take a lot of the favorites. So they're still gonna have a lot of the favorites in the Sweet 16, in the Elite Eight, the Final Four. And you're going to have to compete against them. So you want to have the favorites, i.e. the chalk, later. But I think earlier you want to try and gain some points and and pick a few upsets. Nothing crazy. I am not an advocate. Again, we're trying to win this pool. Do you want to have bragging rights? Um, You know, today or or Thursday, Friday, maybe over the weekend when you go back to the office Monday, you want to have some bragging rights about these great picks? Or do you want to win the pool three weeks from now? I think most people want to win the pool. So um, maybe a couple upsets early. But don't go crazy. Don't be picking... I know people who love taking, you know, a bunch of, oh, I'll take a in, in, in each of the four regionals, I'll take two or three upsets, you know, so I'm going to take a 10 and a 12. I'm going to take a 10 and a 13. I'm going to take a 10 and a maybe a 15. Bad idea, especially in a pool with a, a 150 people and below. Take a couple upsets, a few upsets maybe, and stay with the chalk through the later rounds. Now, if you're in the massive pools, the 150 people and above, the online pools where you're entering for free, Uh, With a big payout at the end, you're going against that literally thousands of competitors. And this one, I think you throw the first two strategies out the window. You have to take, I believe, upsets in the first couple of rounds and no chalk through the finals. And when I say upsets, uh, understand what I mean. I don't mean go to every um, region and take two or three upsets. So take, you know, every 13 seed, every 14 seed, every 15 seed, because you may hit a couple but you're going to lose it on all the others. And again, there are thousands of people, thousands of thousands. The majority of people are going to take the favorites through most of the pool and get to the end. So if it's a year where all the favorites win, you're blown out early. I would say take a couple of reasonable offsets. So, for example, in the south region, Utah State is a 10, Missouri is a 7. Utah State's actually favored by Vegas, but I think about two and a half points. So there's an underdog that at first blush people are going to look at. If you're looking at brand recognition, more people are going to know who Missouri is than Utah State for sure. More people live in Missouri and around Missouri. More people are going to be fans of Missouri. More people probably went to the University of Missouri than Utah State. And at first blush, Missouri is a seven, Utah State's a ten. Okay. Well, if you're looking to win a massive pool, I think you take the Utah States of the world, have them to win the first round, then maybe they go against the winner of Arizona-Princeton, which would probably be Arizona. Maybe have them pull off that upset because if you do, then you gain a huge jump on the competition. You're ahead of thousands of people that are not picking Utah State to beat Arizona. Then maybe when you get to the next round, they're probably going to face a, um, a Baylor, a Creighton, sorry, uh, maybe an NC State. Those are the teams kind of coming out of the, the, the competition there. Do you pick Utah State to win again? That's a pretty risky proposition. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe then you go back to the um, – a little more favorites. Do that a couple times at most, and you're ahead of a a huge amount of competition. Now, very, very huge amount of variance involved here and very slim chance you're going to win, but you're taking these lottery tickets here. Do not take a 16 to go two or three rounds. Do not take a 15 to go two or three rounds. Hey, it might happen. It's going to happen one day, Um, but very, very slim chance of that happening. Um, So take a reasonable guess, Run with it for a couple rounds. You know, Penn State is a 10 seed. They won yesterday. They're going against Texas A&M I actually like Texas AM to win that game and go far, but Penn State is hot. They are very hot. And 10 seeds who who have won the play play-in game, which they did last night, um, tend to make a run in the tournament. So do you take a 10 ten Penn State to beat Texas AM? Then they gotta play the winner of Texas versus Colgate. Probably Texas. Okay. You know what? They're hot. They could probably beat Texas. I would think in that game, Texas is probably a five or six-point favorite. Well, then maybe they can win there. Then they got to go through probably Xavier, Iowa State, Pittsburgh. Maybe they can win that. Then all of a sudden you've got them in the final four, lead eight slash final four. One, maybe two of those strategies. Then, so so you don't take you, you take a bunch of favorites with a few solid upsets that you have going through a few rounds. Then when you get to the third, fourth, fifth, sixth rounds, Don't go full chalk. So don't just go, you know, all the number one seeds, all the number two seeds because thousands of other people. Well, this is where you take a little more um, um, higher ranked team to run the table. So a Virginia in the South. There are four. Now they're not, a lot of people think they're going to lose in the first round, but a Virginia coached by Tony Bennett won a national championship a couple years ago, also lost to a 16 seed the year before. But nobody, I don't think many people are going to pick them to win. But they have the ability to go far. So, you know, they could beat Virginia. Their gonna be favored in the first round against Furman. Probably face San Diego State or Charleston in the second round. Probably favored there. Then there's a good chance they come up against Alabama or West Virginia. Okay, Alabama's number one seed in the country. Maybe you pick Virginia to beat them and roll to the final and maybe win. Because, again, if you're just going – Pick a couple strategic upsets early, but then in the end, you revert back to all the chalk, all the number one and two seeds. Thousands of people are also on that, and you you have to be, you have to know you're picking the winner. You, you, the two teams in the final, the four teams in the the final four, the eight teams in the elite eight, because somebody will in those thousands. So instead, I think you pivot a little and take a, you know, a three, or four, or five seed, maybe a couple of them to get to the Elite Eight, the Final Four, and the championship game. So maybe – I'm not promoting Virginia, and I rarely do these bigger pools. Uh, I think I went in one-on-line, and I've got Kansas State winning. So they're in the East region. They're a number three seed. Uh, I think I've got them going against Duke. Well, in my bracket, I've got them going against Duke. But I think I have them getting to the um, championship game and either winning or – I forget exactly who I did. I think I had them versus Texas A&M. So Texas A&M is a seven seed, but I think Texas A&M is underrated. Although, as I said earlier, Texas A&M has got to beat Penn State, then Texas, Xavier, Houston maybe. They've got a a tough road ahead. Point is, when you get to the uh, third, fourth, fifth, sixth rounds in a massive pool like that, pick some strategic plays, some higher-ranked teams, not the one, not the two, maybe a three, four, five, get them to the finals. And if they win, you win. It's a total lottery ticket. Okay. The first two strategies, the family and friends, the under 50 pool, you're playing to win um, heavy chalk. The office pool, fairly heavy chalk, maybe a couple upsets early, heavier chalk later later in the pool and hope that you pick the right teams to win. If you're in the lottery ticket, the 150 people and above, you've got to take some chances because you're going to have people who go on that and submit a bracket of all favorites the whole way. You're going to have people who submit all favorites, but one or two upsets. You're going to have a bracket where people submit all favorites, but they pick one three seed to run the whole way. You're going to have all kinds of variations of what people pick. So I think in a larger pool like that, you pick a couple low seed strategic upsets to go a few rounds. And then when you get to the final few rounds, you pick a couple strategic higher seeds, but not the elite teams to to pull out the win. Uh, So the last one, again, lottery ticket. I got to be honest, I haven't done a lot of those. I haven't won a lot of those, but when I've seen them, that's traditionally how they're won. And uh, it's more the family and friends. I think most people listening, most people doing are in family and friends and then the office pool. A lot of people enter multiple brackets. One's just for some buddies. One's in an office pool. So hopefully that helps uh, knowing the size of the pool. Strategy number three is know the odds of winning. And I think this is what a lot of people do not um, do not factor in. Everybody loves taking the upsets. Everybody loves the water cooler chat, uh, as I said earlier. And that's what this is about. I mean, it's about it's about fun. Nobody's really usually betting a whole lot of money on it. It's about having fun. But again, we're trying to win. So if I quickly I'm going to quickly go through some stats here in what was considered the modern era of NCAA basketball since since tournament expanded um, in 1985. So 37 years worth of data. I'm going to tell you the, the seed and how many times they've won. So when I say a seed, there are four number one seeds. Okay. There are four regions. They all have a number one seed, number two, right down to number 16 seeds. So in the 37 years of this data being tracked, 24 times, a number one seed has won the tournament. So one of the number one of the four number one seeds have won the tournament 24 out of 37 times. That's 64.9, almost 65, almost two-thirds of the time, a number one seed will win. So when I say chalk, when I say take the favorites, if you don't know anything about it, or you're just quickly glancing at it, two-thirds of the time, one of the number four number one seeds have won. The number two seed has won five times, 13.5%. The number three seed has won four times, 10.8% of the time. The number four seed has won once, 2.7%. The number five seed has never won. The number six, number seven, and number eight of all won once, so 2.7%. Anything eight and below or a nine and below has never won the tournament. So do not pick a nine and below team to win the tournament. It may happen one day. Uh, and, you know, last couple of years, and especially this year with such um, a wide variety of teams, that everybody thinks could win, could win. It will happen probably eventually, but it hasn't in 30, 37 years. So, again, two thirds of the time, the winner of your pool of your bracket starts the pool as a number one seed. 13 and percent of the time, it's a two seed called it 11 percent of the time. It's a three seed. And then only 2.4% of the 2.7% of the time, it's a 4, 6, 7, or 8. So big pool, 150 to 10,000 people. Maybe you look at that 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 seed. They've only won 2.7% of the time. But if you pick the right one, you uh, basically remove 96, 97% of the competition. Smaller pools, you're trying to win. Go with the chalk because the top, if you take the one and two seeds, what's that? If we add that together, that's 77, 78, a little over 78% of the time a number one seed or a number two seed has won it. So if you're trying to win, look at some of those numbers. Um, also, what I think is interesting, if you just look in the uh, first round, so um, number of times the, it, it, you know, and, and here's your upsets, the number of times upsets have happened. In the number of times it's uh, number, sorry, screwing this up. Uh, Number of times a seed has won in the first round. So, sorry, let me get this straight. Yeah, clarify. I'm going to give you stats on the number of times each seed, not going to go through every seed, but each seed has won in the first round. So, a number one seeded team, 99.3% of the time, has won their first round game. Virginia lost. And that was the only team about four years ago. Other than that, every single number one seed has beat a 16 every single game. And that accounts for 148 games. Okay, so there's been 148 times that number one seed has played in number 16 seed. 147 of them they've won. A two seed over a 15, 93.2% of the time. A three seed over a 14, 85.1% of the time. A four seed over a Uh, 12, 79.1% of the time. Okay. Sorry. Four over 13, 79.1% of the time, a five over 12, 64.4% of the time. So just under two thirds of the time, a five wins. Everybody loves picking that 12 over five upset. Well, you've got a 35.8% chance of that happening. So it's certainly a chance, um, but you've got four of those games coming up in the next uh, few days. And which one are you going to pick? You only have about a 35.8% chance of getting any one of them right. so a risky proposition. A 6 over 11, 61%, 61.5% of the time a 6 seed is one. A 7 over a 10, 60.8% of the time. And the one time an upset usually does happen is an 8 versus 9. The eight only wins 48.6% of the time. So a little better than half, the nine seed wins 51.4% of the time. A little better than half, the nine seed wins. Again, if you're in a pool like mine where you get bonuses for those upset picks, you know, why not Why not lean towards the numbers? The percentage is saying number nine is going to win more often than it loses. And if you get a bonus pick, look there. But everybody, again, loves going that those trendy picks at those 12s, those 13s, those 14s. And it's a very low risk proposition. Now, the number of times the number one has got to the sweet 16, 85.1% of the time. Number two gets there, 62.8% of the time. Number three, 52% of the time. So over half the time, at least the number three will get to the to the uh, sweet 16. So get through the first uh, two rounds, basically. Get into, this, get into the uh, the... Get through the second round. I mean, the other angle there is the lower seeds to get to the Sweet 16. A number 15 is only done at two percent of the time. A number 14, one point four percent of the time. So it's only happened 22 times, 22 games. The number 14 has ever got to the Sweet 16. They've won. To get to the Sweet 16, a number 12, 14.9 percent time, a number 11, 17.6. Reason I'm giving you these stats is very, very low percentage odds of these upsets hitting. Again, everybody loves the water cooler talk. I love it as much as anything. Ribbon your buddies that you picked this game, that you picked the big upset. But the fact of the matter is, it's very hard to pick. They don't happen a lot, and especially if you're in a smaller or a mid-sized pool. Uh, you really roll on the dice, and you can blow up your chances of winning in the first or second round if you start to take a bunch of wild uh, long shots. Now, I'm not saying don't take them, but take one or two of them, okay? They're supposed to be fun. Take a couple of them. Don't go hog wild and take all the 14s. Oh, one of them's going to win. I want to talk about that. Yeah, sure, one of them might win, and, you, and, and you'll have bragging rights, but you're one in three, okay? Whereas I'm three and one because I took all the 14s. Uh, maybe you take a couple of the 12s you get them wrong you're oh and four maybe you get them on right you're one and three well i take all the 12s i'm three and one or i'm two and two again collectively i'm ahead of you by taking the chalk if that makes sense so it's important to understand the stats it's important to understand the odds of winning the tournament is definitely historically skewed towards the number one and number two seeds advancing in the first round and number three And in fact, winning a tournament. As I said, the number one and two seeds. So realize that's eight teams. There's four number ones, there's four number twos. They win what I say. Over 78% of the tournaments are won um, by those two teams. So understand those stats. Point number four. And not a lot of people listen to this. Most people just kind of roll their eyes when I say this. Don't go with just the blue bloods or your uh, local favorite team, or if you're an alumni. So if you live in the Pacific Northwest. Don't just go Gonzaga because you're from there and all your buddies are going to go Gonzaga and you want to cheer for the Zags to win. Hey, you know what? If you want to cheer for them to win, go and put a bet down, 10, 20, 50, 100 bucks, and cheer for the Zags to win or get through a few rounds and make some money there. If you want to win your pool, if you think Gonzaga is a good team, great. But, um, you know, don't just blindly pick them. And I think a lot of people get caught, caught caught up in this and more so the Blue Bloods, the, you know, the, when I say the Blue Bloods, the historic powerhouses, Kentucky. They've had a bit of an off-year coming in, coming in not exactly hot. Uh, Virginia, and much as I said, you can maybe take them to run. They're a four-seed, known to not do well in the tournament. Tennessee, okay, had a good year. Everybody loves, if you're a college basketball fan, to fade or not take Rick Barnes in Tennessee. They're a number four seed in the East. So they've got a pretty good chance of going, going a few rounds in this tournament. But They traditionally don't do well in the big dance. Uh, Michigan State, the Big Ten has been down for a few years. The the conference in general this year is down. In the tournament, they've been down the last few years. Tom Izzo, I think, is one of the best coaches ever. Has he lost his mojo, lost his ability to coach? Absolutely not. But his last few years in March have not been well. And you'll hear a lot of this. Oh, I'm taking Sparty. I'm taking Michigan State Spartans to go a few rounds. Don't bet against Izzo in March. Uh, Yeah, bet against him this year in March. I'm betting against him. You know, he's had some great runs. Draymond Green ain't walking through the door to save his team this year. I don't think they're as deep as he had in the past, and I don't think they're going to do all that well. They're seventh seed in the East. They face USC in the first round. I've got them winning that game, but they can lose. And then they walk into uh, Smart and Marquette. Um, get by that. They got Kansas State or Kentucky probably. I don't see them getting by any of those guys. Maybe USC in the first round, as I said, I've got that pick. Point is, don't just take the Blue Bloods. Kansas, they're a number one seed. If you like them, okay, take them. I mean, I've got them going quite far and doing quite well. But they've got their coach, Bill Self, who um, apparently had a heart attack in the last couple of weeks. Is back with the team. Is he going to be on the bench? Is he going to be coaching? First few rounds, they should be able to get through. But when they get, uh, you know, Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four, if they get there, is he going to be up to snuff? Is he going to – if he's not coaching, are they going to be able to play at the high level without him there? Duke, the ultimate blue blood. Okay, I've actually got them going quite far. Uh, but a lot of people have them losing to Oral Roberts in the first round, you know, the trendy pick. I think their coach, John Shire, took over a uh, great situation that Coach K left in great recruiting class, stumbled out of the gates, super hot down the stretch. I think they're a good team. But don't just blindly bet Duke, you know, Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State, Virginia. If you just blindly go with those guys, I think you're in trouble understand who the teams are, understand their strengths and weaknesses coming in. And you know what? This doesn't take hours and hours of research. Listen to my pod, listen to a couple other pods, do a little bit of research, just don't blindly take them. And the fifth and final tenet is accept that luck is a huge factor and have some fun with this. So I'm giving you my strategies for how I think you should win um, and what you should do and what you should look at. But you got to accept and understand this year of all years, there could be a lot of upsets. There could be, and I don't mean crazy 16 over one, 15 over two, and those guys running a few rounds. I just mean who's going to be in the finals. You know, Purdue seems to be a flawed team. They're, number, they're a number one. Kansas with their coaching questions, they're a number one. Houston has never really been able to do it and, and get through, although they've got a good-looking team. They're a number one. Alabama. Well, if you follow Alabama. And if you don't, I highly recommend you do. They've got some off-court issues with a little murder rap on the best player in the country and the best player on their team. Uh, that's only going to be amplified. You know, these guys are young, teenage, early 20s uh, kids playing a game. And when they get a national spotlight under the intense media pressure and some off-court stuff like that comes to the forefront, you may be listening to the show and not have a clue what I'm talking about. If Alabama rolls, and I think they're going to go a few rounds actually, I actually haven't gotten getting getting to the final. They're going to be under some crazy media pressure, which you can't factor in. And that's the luck thing. Okay, so have some fun. Realize uh, luck is a huge factor. Don't stress out about it too much. Fill out your bracket and have a blast in the next three weeks, because this is the best tournament uh, in sports, if you ask me. So hope you enjoyed my five tenants. Hopefully you got something from that. Now what I'm going to do is I'm quickly going to roll through my bracket. I'm not going to give a lot of analysis on the games, uh, the teams, too much uh, because we're moving over a fair bit of time allotted already here. You can already hear. Want to give you my thoughts and uh, who I'm thinking. We're going to start in the south where we have Alabama facing Texas A&M Corpus Christi. I've got Bama winning that one. That's a 116. The next game, eight, number eight, Maryland at number nine, West Virginia. Uh, I don't like Maryland on the road. Don't like the Big Ten in the conference at all this year, so I'm taking the Mountaineers of West Virginia to advance. Number five is San Diego State versus Charleston, Number uh, who's number 12. This is a trendy upset pick. I think this could be a good game, but I've got San Diego State. I just think they're too solid on both ends of the ball. Number four, Virginia versus number 13, Furman. Also a trendy upset pick. Uh, Virginia plays really slow. If Virginia gets behind in a game, they have a real tough time closing the gap. I just think they're too good. Furman had a good year. Uh, I've got... Um, the Cavaliers advancing, Virginia winning. Number six, Creighton versus NC State. I debated NC State. Everybody's down on NC State. Everybody's down on the ACC. I think they're getting a bit of a bad rap, but I like the way Creighton's been playing, so I'm taking Creighton. Baylor over over UC Santa Barbara, number three versus 14. I've got Baylor Bears moving on there. Number seven, Missouri versus number 10, Utah State. This is my first upset. I'm taking Utah State. The Aggies are actually going to be favored by, I think they're favored by about two and a half points, though. Um, you have to realize when they put the bracket together, the, the selection committee, it's not just about ranking the teams one to 64. It's also about where they're playing. Uh, they've got to have the favorites close to the home. They can't put a, um, a lower seated team in a home court. They don't want to have teams matching up against teams in their own conference in the second or third round. So they kind of mix and match things. So you get the odd game like this where you see a number seven Missouri come in as the underdog against the number 10 Utah State. I debated this back and forth. I actually like the way Missouri's been playing, but uh, I'm going to go with Utah State here. And then the last uh, in the first round is number two, Arizona, at number 15 Princeton, and this is an easy win for the Wildcats. So the next round, I've got Bama versus Virginia. I'm taking Alabama there. San Diego State versus Virginia. Sorry, Alabama versus West Virginia. I've got Bama winning that. San Diego State beating Virginia in the next round. Creighton versus Baylor. I've got the Baylor Bears pulling that one out. And Utah State versus Arizona, I've got Arizona as they look quite strong winning that. Uh, then I've got Bama over San Diego State and Arizona beating Baylor. So I've got the number one Alabama Crimson Tide versus number two Arizona Wildcats in the South Final. And I've got Bama winning that to advance to the Final Four. Going down to the East Regional, number one Purdue. Uh, faces the winner of Texas Southern and Farley Dickinson. Fairly Dickinson, he played tonight. Don't really care who wins because I've got pretty winning that one. Number eight, Memphis versus number nine, Florida Atlantic. I've got – this is going to be a good game. A tough draw for FAU. FAU, I think, should have been a, probably a seven – maybe six, seven seed. They had a really good run. I wouldn't be surprised they win, but Memphis is playing as well as anybody. So, I've got Memphis winning in the second round. Number five, Duke versus number 12, Oral Roberts. A very trendy upset pick here. I'm not on it. I like Duke, and you're going to see in a minute I've got them going on. Pains me to say, because I've got some buddies who are huge Duke fans, but it pains me to say i got them going a few rounds. Number four, Tennessee versus number 13, Louisiana. The Volunteers win this. A bit of a trendy pick there, and that's just everybody's fading the coach of Tennessee, Rick Barnes. Yeah, he hasn't had tournament success. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've got them losing next round to Duke, but they're going to get through this one. Number six, Kentucky versus eleven, Providence. Uh, The Wildcats move on there. Number three, Kansas State versus Montana State. Tough draw for Montana State, but I've got um, Kansas State moving on. Michigan State versus USC. I debated this one back and forth. Kind of a coin flip here, but I'm going to go with Sparty to move on. No, it's not because Tom is on March. I just think they're just a better team in the Pac-12. As much as the Big Ten with Michigan State was down, I just don't really traditionally trust the Pac-12 um, in the tournament. Number two, Marquette is against number 15, Vermont, and this should be an easy win for Marquette. So moving on to the next round, I've got Purdue versus Memphis. I've got Purdue winning that game. I could see that a lot of people on Memphis, and I debated this too. Everybody's down on Purdue. Purdue, you know, um, are going to choke in the tournament. I don't know. Uh, I think with their big man, Zach Ede Memphis won't have an answer for that. Uh, a guy who's figured out his foul troubles. He doesn't have his foul troubles. He had his first couple years in college, and he is a dominant force. So I've got Purdue beating Memphis. I've got Duke, number five, over number four, Tennessee, in the second round. Kentucky versus K-State. I've got Kansas State. Kentucky's at six. Kansas State's at three. I've got Kansas State winning. Number seven, Michigan State versus Marquette. I've got number two, Marquette winning. Then we get Purdue versus Duke, a one versus five matchup. I've got Duke moving on, beating, upsetting Purdue. Kansas State, number three versus Shaka Smart and number two, Marquette. I've got Kansas State moving on here. Then I've got Duke versus Kansas State in the East regional final. And I've actually got K-State moving on to the final four. So K-State coming out of the East for me. Back up to the Midwest. Houston versus Northern Kentucky. Tough draw for Northern Kentucky. I was kind of hoping they were gonna get a 14 or 15 and maybe pull out a, a upset for the horizon leave, but ain't gonna happen. Houston will roll here. Iowa versus Auburn, uh, an upset here. I've got number nine, Auburn. Again, uh, in the pool I run, I get a bonus point for upsets. I actually just like Auburn straight up here. Uh, and as I said earlier, traditionally, a slight advantage a little over 51% of the time the number nines win so I've got Auburn winning um, as my second nine over eight I also have West Virginia in the South region, but Auburn beating Iowa Miami against Drake Uh, trendy upset pick here too Drake's a good team tough draw here in Miami everybody said they're in the ACC they're overrated a little flawed perhaps uh, but I've got them beating Drake Indiana versus Kent State another trendy pick a lot of people think Kent State and Drake are meeting in the second round uh, I don't. I might switch this, but right now I'm on. For right now I'm on Indiana uh, winning. Number six Iowa against number eleven Pittsburgh, and I just like the way Pitt's been playing. They've been playing really well uh, lately, and they won last night to get in as eleven seed. And I'm going to take them over Iowa State here in an upset. Number three Xavier versus Kennesaw State making their tournament debut, and I'm taking the X men of Xavier. This should be I think an easy win. Texas A&M number seven against Penn State. Um, sorry, Penn State qualified yesterday, not Pittsburgh. I just like, I still like Pittsburgh to win. Uh, AM against Pitt, uh, number 10, Penn State. I like AM. I like Buzz Williams. I like the way they've been playing. It's got them going a couple rounds, actually. Number two, Texas over Colgate. Texas wins that one easy. So in the next round, Houston versus Auburn, I've got Houston moving on. Number five, Miami versus number four, Indiana. I've got number five, Miami moving on. Number 11, Pitt. Uh, Against number three, Xavier. I've got Xavier winning that one. Number seven, Texas A&M against number two, Texas A. Huge in-state battle. And I actually got A&M moving on. uh, A bit of an upset there. So we go Houston, Miami. I've got Houston winning. And Xavier versus A&M. I've got A&M again with Buzz Williams. They struggle to score, but, man, they can play defense. So I think uh, defense travel, certainly in a tournament like this, and I've got them beating Xavier. So in the Midwest final, I've got Houston versus AM. And uh, sorry, Houston versus AM. I've got Houston. I was debating putting AM, but I've got Houston in the final, uh, the final four. So winning the Midwest region. The final region in the West, I've got Kansas over Howard. Tough luck, Howard. Uh, You had a good year. Congrats. I think you're going to get walloped here. I think this spread is north of 20, and I'd probably be on Kansas. Number eight, Arkansas versus number nine, Illinois. I'm going to let me down the last few years in the tournament, and here is my don't go with your heart, don't go with your blue bloods, don't go with that. So I'm on Arkansas. This will probably be the year Illinois pulls out to win my luck. But number eight over number nine. Number five, St. Mary's against number 12, VCU. A lot of people are on VCU, and I might be still, but for right now, I've got St. Mary's. Um, beating VCU. Now, you know what? I'm changing that. I'm going VCU. Changing on the fly here. I'm going VCU at number 12. That's my biggest upset. Number 12, VCU or St. Mary's. Next game, number four, Connecticut versus uh, number 13, Iona. I've got Connecticut winning this game. TCU, number six versus the winner of Arizona State, Nevada, which is being played tonight. Uh, I've got TCU no matter who wins. I think I'm on ASU, Arizona State to win uh, tonight, but I've got TCU they TCU is a scary team they, they they can win it all uh if they put things together um, don't have them going that far I've got them winning this game but they're a team to watch if you want an upset pick a trendy upset pick maybe as i said you're in one of those big office pools at 100 or not office pools a big national pool 150 people and above TCU is the kind of team i could see them getting final four maybe the championship game that could be a, a flyer to take for it Number three, Gonzaga versus Grand Canyon. Gonzaga, who is as hot as anybody, I believe, uh, right now, wins that one. Number seven, Northwestern out of the Big Ten, goes to play Boise State. I like Boise State a lot, and I'm on this upset. I'm on Boise State winning yeah, over Northwestern. UCLA, the number two seed, faces UNC Asheville, who had a great run. Unfortunate draw here. If they were 13 or 14, I might have looked at them on an upset, but I've got to go with the Bruins of UCLA. So, the next round, I've got Kansas number one versus Arkansas number eight. We're going with the Jayhawks. VCU number 12 uh, against Connecticut. I've got it number four. I'm going with Connecticut number four. TCU, the Horned Frogs, as much as I just said, I like them. Fortunately, I wanted to take them a few rounds, but they're running into the Zags, the number three seed. I've got Gonzaga winning over TCU in the second round. Number 10, Boise State. uh, Not going to have much of a Cinderella run, but they'll give UCLA UCLA a game, but they're going to lose. UCLA advances. So I've got Kansas number four against UConn. I'm taking Kansas to get to the West final. And Gonzaga number three against number two, UCLA. And I'm taking Drew, Timmy, and the Zags to get to the Western the West regional final. So I'll put Kansas versus Gonzaga. And I've got Kansas winning. So my final four, you want to see some chalk? Well, here it is. I've got on the one side Alabama versus Kansas State. That's a number one versus number three. On the other side, number one, Houston versus number one, Kansas. I've got Bama getting to the final, I've got Kansas beating Houston in the final, and I've got Kansas winning, and my score is 74 to 70 because I have to pick a total. Uh, all of this is to be determined, subject to change, but right now I've got the Kansas Jayhawks beating the Alabama Crimson Tide in the finals, Alabama beating K-State in one game in the, fi- in the final four, and Kansas beating Houston in the other game in the final four, so Hopefully you enjoyed my five tenants of March Madness. Hopefully there's some value there. Um, remember, tenant number five, luck is a huge factor. So have some fun. Fill out your bracket. If it's a smaller pool, go chalk. If it's a massive pool, take some upsets and run with them. Either way, have fun. Um, can't really say rock, chalk, Jayhawk on this podcast because I've never been a Kansas fan. But if they're going to show me some money, I might be saying that in a few weeks. So Kansas over Bama is who I have. Uh, do I feel confident in that? No, but I got to pick someone. Sure, I feel confident. I mean, uh, I've been thinking about this for a few days, so I'm definitely confident in that. But that tenant number five, luck may rear its ugly head and blow up my bracket early. As long as Duke doesn't go down early, I think I'd be all right. So hopefully you enjoyed the show. Hopefully you got some thoughts, uh, some ideas, and some valuable information. Again, follow me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed, And if you haven't already, checked out, check out our uh website at SportsEthos.com. ton of valuable information there across every major sport from podcasts to articles to packages for wagering packages for dfs packages for fantasy sports hopefully enjoyed the show and we will talk to you no doubt throughout the tourney go jayhawks oh that's tough to say